Gospel of Matthew 24. Watch you, therefore, because you know not what hour your Lord will come. But this know ye, that if the good man of the house knew at what hour the thief would come, he would certainly watch and would not suffer his house to be broken open. Don't lay around in mortal sin. Got mortal sin, you got to get rid of it. Don't put it off. Every time you get in a car, you could be killed. Car accident kill you in a second. Got to be in a state of grace to get into heaven. Wherefore, be you also ready, because at what hour you know not, the Son of Man will come. Who thinkest thou as a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord has appointed over his family, to give them meat in season? Blessed is that servant, whom, when his Lord shall come, shall find so doing. Amen, I say to you, he shall place him over all his goods. But if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord is long a-coming, and shall begin to strike his fellow servants, and shall eat and drink with drunkards, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day that he hopeth not, and in an hour he knoweth not. He shall separate him, and appoint his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Today we have finally reached the end of the Catechism of Pius X, the last bit of it we're going to finish up here. Then we're going to start on Baltimore Catechism number two again. Seven questions here on the twelfth article of the Creed. What are we taught by the last article? Life everlasting. St. Pius says this last article of the Creed teaches us that after the present life, there is another life eternally happy for the elect in heaven or eternally miserable for the damned in hell. Again, you've got to be in a state of sanctifying grace to get into heaven. Confession will accomplish that for you. Can we comprehend the bliss of heaven? No, we cannot comprehend the bliss of heaven because it's beyond the scope of our limited minds and because the goods of heaven cannot be compared with the goods of this world. In what does the happiness of the elect consist? It consists in forever seeing, loving, and possessing God, the source of all good. In what does the misery of the damned consist? The misery of the damned consists in being ever deprived of the vision of God and punished with eternal torments in hell. Are the happiness of heaven and the miseries of hell for the soul alone? St. Pius says, at the present time, the miseries of hell and the happiness of heaven affect the soul alone, because at present the soul alone is in heaven or in hell. But after the resurrection of the flesh, man in the fullness of his nature, that is in body and soul, will be forever happy or forever tormented. Shall the bliss of paradise and the miseries of hell be the same for all men? He says the bliss of heaven in the case of the blessed and the miseries of hell in the case of the damned will be the same in substance and in eternal duration, but 
in measure or degree, they will be greater or less, according to the extent of each one's merits or demerits. And the final question, what does the word amen signify at the end of the creed? He answers, so be it. That is to say, so it is, or I believe that all things contained in these 12 articles are most true. I'm more certain of them that if I, than if I had seen them with my eyes. Today's Latin word is panem nostrum, quotidianum de nobis odiae. Hmm, what does that mean? Remember that first word, panem, means bread. Nostum, are, canditionum, daily. So bread are daily? Where are we going with this? Give us this day our daily bread. There's the English interpretation of that. Panem nostrum, quotidianum, de nobis odiae. And St. Pius teaches us that this, in this petition we're asking for all things we need spiritually and all things we need physically. For all our soul, for all our needs in soul and body. Panem nostrum, quotidianum de nobis odiae. Give us this day our daily bread.